Wisconsin fans, we're back with another normal week where we didn't combine our podcast with the national podcast. We just, we missed talking to you two days a week, so we decided just once a week is not going to cut it for Trage and KJ's locker room chats. As always, I'm your host, KJ. I'm here with Trage. Trage, how are you doing? You know, it's it's not that we switched to one because that's just what we wanted to do. It's we switched to one because Kaylee has to book up her schedule so full that she just, I mean, doesn't have the time for me. That is For you, for the I people. Have, I have plenty of time for all of you. But, you know, we got to talk about some Wisconsin sports this week. Trajan, what did you think on that Packers loss? Well... <clears throat> Now that I've had a couple days to uh, really think about it, um, you ultimately you lost to the worst team in football. Um, and as depressing as that is, somehow, some way, we have to move forward out of this. So it's a question of what is, where, where do we go moving forward now? Where does this Packers team go from here? Right now, we're getting terrible quarterback play. The defense is eh. Uh, Matt LaFleur is playing, or he's terrible. I mean, terrible head coach, terrible defensive coordinator. We look at the grand scheme of things. Gudekins can't draft anybody. He's terrible at drafting. We can't get a number one wide receiver. We keep trying to find these diamond and the rough guys. And it's just, uh, it's an endless pit right now of misery that we're seeing out there in the football field. And like Matt LaFleur has been saying, somehow, some way we have to move forward out of this. Well, I don't know how you move forward. I, I'm, I've been at a loss of words. I've talked on the, op, the other podcast every day this week so far about the Packers trying to put something together um, regarding what to do, what they could do moving forward. And it seems like every day my thought changes and my thought goes one way and then it goes another way. It's one of those, when I look at the Packers, they need to tear it down. And when I say tear it down, I mean front office, head coach, defensive coordinator. They need to tear it down and rebuild it back up. Because right now, Jordan Love isn't getting the head coaching that he needs. You look back at what Aaron Rodgers had that first year when he was a quarterback for the Packers, and he had like Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. I mean, he had some established wide receivers, and he went 6-10. and 10. Now you look at the flip side of that. Jordan Love has a bunch of rookies, and he's trying to do uh, make some magic out there. And, you know, I really want to say the Packers' defense has played pretty good this year, but you look at some of the opponents that they've had and the quarterback play on those teams, looking at the schedule here, Oop, if it'll ever load for me. I mean, the Bears, you played Justin Field, Desmond Ritter. You had, technically, you ended up with Jameis Winston against the Saints. Lions, Jared Goff. You had Carr and, or you had Carr and you had Jimmy G. And the Broncos, you had Russell Wilson. I mean, you haven't played, the defense hasn't really gone up against anybody yet. Besides the Lions giving them a complete shellacking. I mean, they haven't really faced any great quarterbacks yet. And so I don't let the defense out of the woods yet because you haven't played any great offenses yet. So it's like this team is set to implode and we're watching it slowly. The, the, the dam is slowly breaking 
until all hell breaks loose. And right now we have about maybe five blocks left on this dam before the whole water comes through. I mean, that's what we're watching right now. The Broncos game took out about three quarters of the wall. And the before that, that was the other little bit. Now we have a little bit left. If you don't put something, I don't even care if the Vikings game is a loss, so to speak, but put something on the field, something that looks like, okay, they might be turn, turning a corner here. Like we're going to talk about with the Badgers. You watch them in the second half against Illinois. It was like they kind of turned a corner. And they, you know, they they won. They ultimately won that game. But now you look at the Vikings game here. Can the Packers turn a corner? If they don't win, can they at least make it look good? Can the offense look good, sustainably look good in a ball game here? Because otherwise, you know, you go into Thanksgiving against the uh, Detroit Lions. You have the Chiefs after that. This is going to get ugly fast for the Green Bay Packers. You know, I'd like to point out. The same thing I said on your podcast yesterday, that Aaron, or that Jordan Love is a rookie. And I think a lot of people forget that because they expected him to come in, fill Aaron Rodgers' shoes, and he started kind of filling Aaron Rodgers' shoes right away. He made it look like, hey, we're going to be fine. The Packers are going to be fine. We're going to do great. But he's a rookie. And I think that's what everyone keeps forgetting is Jordan Love is a rookie. And Matt LaFleur, you're not going to have an Aaron Rodgers 2.0. You need to make this the Jordan Love era and not an Aaron Rodgers 2.0 era. Well, and that's the thing is, I don't think, not to cut you off, but I don't think Matt LaFleur can. I think Matt LaFleur's offense looked good because Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams filled holes. They could make up about 10 to 15 plays in a game that could make the Packers look better. But then you look at them, why did... You know, you look at all those years, the Packers went 13-3. and three. They had how many years? They went 13-3. and three. They were in the NFC Championship game, but they couldn't get over the hump. They could never get that little bit extra. That falls back on one guy. The couple plays that they couldn't make because it wasn't drawn up right. Aaron Rodgers was just able to make the throw. He was able to, Devontae Adams was able to get on the same page with Rodgers, and this is what we're going to do now. Jordan Love doesn't have that guy. Jordan Love isn't that quarterback. Like you said, he's a rookie. He might develop. He might have some development. It's not we should give up on him completely. This is the Jordan Love season. We're going to watch him through this year. Going into next year, you're going to maybe you're going to give him a shot. But I'm saying you have to have a backup plan if Jordan Love can't do it. And Matt LaFleur, if you're not going to get rid of Matt LaFleur, get an offensive coordinator call the offense for you because Matt LaFleur is not doing a good job at play calling right now and get rid of Joel Berry on the defense. He has never been a good defensive coordinator. He hasn't been with the Packers. We constantly are drafting first and second round defensive players for him and none of them turn out to be anything. And that's, I mean, okay, I shouldn't say that, none of them. They, they have some guys who have developed. But as of right now, we are not seeing um, this team anywhere near trend in the right direction. That's where rookie teams are going to have their failures and they're going to struggle at times. This has been a constant struggle. That's where the Packers are really losing me right now is the constant struggle with nothing looking like it could go right. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. All right, so let's talk about their upcoming match with the Vikings this Sunday, 
what is your, before we get into it too deep, what do you think is going to happen? Let's hear your prediction. I think it's all going it, to, it honestly is going to rely on, is Aaron Jones going to be utilized in this offense? Are we going to use Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones, if, if he's on a pitch count, don't play him. We don't need to waste him. If he's not on a pitch count and there's another reason, we need to know the reason. And if there and if he is uh, healthy and he is ready to rock, get him out there because Aaron Jones adds a dynamic to this offense for the Packers. And going into this one, the Packers need to utilize. We've seen it week after week. Jordan Love cannot throw the deep ball. We need to work slow. We need to use the run game. We need to use the dump pass. We need to use the tight ends if they're there. This game is going to rely on what can Matt LaFleur draw up and what can he do for adjustments throughout the game. We haven't seen adjustments yet. Hopefully in this one, looks like it's going to be about 38 degrees at kickoff and rain in the forecast in Green Bay. Green Right now they're coming in as underdogs in this game against the Vikings. It's going to be a case of... What does Matt LaFleur draw up for this game for the Vikings, and can he adjust to what the Vikings do in this game? That's fair. That's fair. So what is your gut feeling telling you? Who's going to win, and what's the score? My gut feeling is that the Packers won't have it figured out yet. Um, I, I've This team has they, – they've now lost to some of the worst teams in the NFL, and – statistically they Jordan Love has not been playing at all good this season for the Packers. He has struggled mightily. And is that partially because of the offensive schemes that's being drawn up? Yes. Is it partially because he's his offensive line is terrible? Yeah. And his rookie wide receivers, Christian Watson can't stay healthy for him. And but other than that, he's not getting a lot of help at times. Guys are running the same routes, everything like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of issues on this team that needs to be sorted out. And that's where I don't think – I don't like this matchup for the Packers. I don't. I really don't like the matchup. I think the Vikings finally figured out something in this last game, and I think they're going to take that moving forward here against the Packers. I'm going to be honest with you. Do you have a score prediction for me? 24-14. I'm feeling like a – 21. Mm. 21-10. Vikings I can win. see that. I can see the Packers scoring Vikings twice. Win. I can see the Packers scoring twice. If th- their offense needs to figure it out early, they have not been able to score consistently. They haven't been able to sustain drives in the first half this season. If they can do that, if they can put points on the board in the first quarter, I'll feel better. I'll feel better about this Packers team going through the rest of this game. But if they struggle mightily in the first half once again, I don't trust them to come back in the second half. I don't trust Jordan Love to be able to make the throw late in the game right now to win it if he had to. True. Okay, so tonight is the Bucks season opener against the 76ers. Hopefully everything goes right. We got Dame. We got Giannis. We got players to make things happen. We'll have to see what goes on. It's very early in the season. Can't talk NBA too much right now. Way too early. Because we had a lot of Packer news to talk about. So Trajan, Packers did it. They managed to beat Illinois, even though it looked a little touch and go there for a while. Did you say what Packers your... or Badgers? 
Sorry, Badgers. I did. I, I was so confused. I was like, we just were talking about them. Why are we going back? I think I said Packers, but I meant Badgers. But it looks a little touch and go for the Badgers for a while. What was your thought going into halftime of the Badger game? My thought going into halftime for that Badger game was, oh boy, here we go again. Um, I was worried because Altmaier was kind of having his way there and the Badgers weren't really able to get anything going besides that one drive, that eight-play, 73-yard drive there that went in about a minute, 37 seconds. Other than that, they weren't able to get anything going, and that's where my worry was coming from. All, like I said, Altmaier was having his way on the ground, uh, in the air. He was doing everything he had to do, and the defense was – they were playing – pretty good they weren't doing outstanding i mean it's illinois but i i was worried going into halftime second half played a little bit of difference i think brayden lock was kind of screwed in that game by his receivers a lot of drop passes balls that should have been caught in this game and that's where i think the badgers really need to put an emphasis on is receivers securing the catch out there okay okay so obviously they got the win with an 18-point comeback in the fourth quarter. Very exciting. We love to see it. As a Badger, diehard Badger fan, uh, we probably all tuned off of that game and then had to quick tune back in as it started to get closer. But they have Ohio State, number three in the nation, Ohio State, coming up this Saturday. Trajan, we are diehard Badger fans, but we're diehard Badger realistic fans. What is your prediction for the Ohio State game? And then we'll talk about it. You know, I don't think Wisconsin's going to win. I mean, you look at the matchup predictor right now, they're giving Ohio State an 88% chance to beat Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin's going to win this game. But, but, if Wisconsin can make this a defensive battle, if they can somehow, some way, slow down Ohio State's offense. And I know it seems like it's impossible, but McCord is not the quarterback that we have been accustomed to seeing at Ohio State. He's not C.J. Strud. He's not like um, Barrett was or Pryor or anybody before that. I don't think McCord's as good as those guys. I think you can control McCord. And if the... You know, this is hypothetically speaking. I was really thinking about it. I really, you know, because it was hard to come up with a way the Badgers could stay in this game. Just because Ohio State undoubtedly is better than Wisconsin. Ohio State's defense is great. They're phenomenal. They have a phenomenal defense. Wisconsin's offense is going to struggle. But if the defense can play with Ohio State, if they can play semi competent football the secondary can hold their own the front seven does their jobs and controls mccord controls the run game if they can slow down marvin harrison i think the badgers can keep it realistically closer i don't think like i said i don't think wisconsin can win this game i think it's going to be it's a great ohio state i mean not great this isn't the best ohio state team we've seen i, I don't think so not by far i think we've seen better ohio state teams play wisconsin and I think we've seen better Wisconsin teams play Ohio State. I think that second half of Illinois fires it up a little bit. And I think Wisconsin, if their defense can play up to snuff, 
can play with Ohio State for a little bit. I think I think the defense can make it interesting. I don't think Wisconsin will win. I think Ohio State's still going to cover, and I think they're going to win by a couple. Uh, they're going to win by a couple scores in this one. But I think Wisconsin's defense is going to be the key in this ball game to keeping it kind of relatively looking like an okay game. Going into Camp Randall under the lights, it's going to be a good atmosphere. Use that. If if you can use the atmosphere, if it can get loud in there, that could disrupt the play calls for Ohio State in this one. I it's it's unrealistic for me to say that it's going to be an upset, but I think Wisconsin can hold their own for at least a little bit in this ball game. Yeah, the Badgers honestly just need everything to go right for them, and they might have that slight chance. And I mean, we've seen it. We've seen the Badgers in the past make some miracles happen. So let's make it this Saturday. Let's make this well, Saturday. You know, they prime have time, weapons. Prime time. Yeah, I mean, they, they. you know, this Badger team's got weapons. They're wide receivers. They have weapons. Braylon Allen in the backfield. Uh, if the offensive line can figure out how to block. And Braden Locke, I mean, I like what I've seen so far out of Braden Locke. When he gets comfortable, he's fine. If the offensive line can keep... Ohio State off of lock and lock if if the offense if we can keep it short and we don't try to make anything huge happen take the big play when it's there but if we can keep it short keep the game slow and just work the ball down the field it gives a little bit more momentum to Wisconsin Ohio State's going to want to force three and outs they're going to want to get you off the field as fast as they can Wisconsin needs to sustain drives to keep their defense fresh heading back out there against this Ohio State offense. I agree. I agree. So, Trajan, gut feeling. Give me your prediction. Give me your score. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight to... Twenty. Thirty-eight to twenty, Ohio State wins this game. Okay, okay. I think Wisconsin keeps it close for a little bit. I'm going to call them keeping it close for a little bit. All right. Trajan, what do you think? Sources have said that Craig Council is interviewing with the Mets. We also suspected it. That's been the word. David Stearns went to the Mets. Craig Council was most likely going to follow. What are your thoughts on it? Craig Council isn't interviewing with the Mets. Craig Council is getting a contract from the Mets. You know, that's where, when I got the notification that Craig Council was interviewing, the first thought that came to my head was, David Stearns knows Craig Council. Everybody in the league knows Craig Council. Craig Council isn't getting a phone call or flying out to New York, and David Stearns is like, hello, what do you think you could do for this organization? No, 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 no. Craig Council's going out there. And David Stearns is saying, okay, Craig, I got $5 million I can spare. What does that do for you? And Craig will say, oh, $5 million. So that's more than the Brewers were going to pay me. What else can you do for me? Well, Craig, here's Steve Cohen, and he tells me that he can open up the checkbook and buy you any player that you want. What does that do for you? Oh, well, that's enticing. What else can you do for me? That's what it's going to be. It's it's a contract negotiation, basically. And 
The thing that scares me the most is that Craig Council accepted it. He's going out there to listen. He's not, he didn't, you know, for a guy who, if we knew he was going to stay in Milwaukee, he'd have said, nah, nah, I really don't want to. But he said, yeah, I'll go listen. I'll see what they have to offer me. And then I'm going to call Matt Arnold and I'm going to say, hey, this is what the Mets offered me. What do you got back? And then Matt Arnold's going to have to figure out a counterpoint if he wants to get Craig Council back to Milwaukee. Or Craig went out there and he's going to say, thanks for the trip to New York, but I uh, I just wanted to politely turn you down. I'm going to go back home and spend time with my family. Or I'm going to go back to Matt Arnold's office and say, all right, let's sign a contract for the next couple of years. That's where I'm at on the Craig Council uh, take right now. I think Craig's leaving us. I hate to say it, but I really, I really do think he's going to be leaving us. I'm scared to see who his successor will be. You never we know. With the Brewers. We got a lot of talented rookies. The Brewers could be good next year. I mean, Garrett Mitchell's back. He's going to be fully 100% come next year. We have some of the best players in the minors. They're going to be ready, hopefully, early on in the season. I mean, Brewers could be a force to reckon with. The thing you got to look at with the Brewers, especially, is that Craig Council has done a lot with a tiny payroll. He's done a lot with a little. And constantly getting guys who are below average or we're praying that they'll return back to the guy they once were. We get a lot of that in Milwaukee, and Craig Council has done a lot with that. And that's where people need to realize, yes, he's a great regular season manager. And he's a terrible postseason manager. He can't win in the playoffs. Okay, but then you look at the stats of the players that he's dragging into the playoffs with them, and you look at some of those stats that they put up in the playoffs, not very up to snuff either. So there's two sides of the coin that you can look at. I personally, if Craig Council leaves, goes to the Mets, hats off to him. You know, he had a great run with Milwaukee. Sad to see he never won a championship because that's all that he wanted. He loves the city of Milwaukee. Loves where he is, loves doing what he does, and he loves the people. And he's always loved the people of Milwaukee. And if he wants to, if if that's what he thinks is best for his career is to go to New York and win himself a championship, I hope nothing but the best. I will not hold a grudge against Craig Council. Nothing of sorts. Just like with David Stearns, I do not hold a grudge against David Stearns simply because that Josh Hader trade. That was just the tip of the iceberg of seeing what's wrong with the Brewers organization when Mark Adonacio came out and said, well, that was David's move. That wasn't my move. That was David's move. Mark Adonacio is a little evil Knievel underneath throwing people underneath the bus. And, you know, that's, you know, before that, before the Josh Hader trade, I never had a problem with Mark Adonacio. But after he made that, we found out it's all about the money. That's where it is. It's all about the money. He doesn't care. You know, you look at that season. The Brewers were in the postseason race. What do you do at the trade deadline? You trade your all-star closer out of the back end of your bullpen. No GM's going to make that move. Unless if it's for money, no GM's making that move. And apparently David Stearns did. And now David Stearns miraculously is gone. Interesting how that all unfolds. And now Craig Council... We haven't heard him say anything about, hey, I want to be back in Milwaukee. So is there other – we need to see – I honestly wish somebody behind the scenes 
for the Brewers would get fired and they would just come out and tell us all the crap that is going on in Milwaukee because that would be something. Just, I mean, you could do a 30 for 30, about three hours long of all the crap that goes on with the Brewers. Maybe David Stearns will do it now that he's gone. I wish. We should call him. Uh, yeah, let's call him and say, hey, we heard it. We don't like Evil Knievel because we're trying yeah, to keep exactly. it, you know, fame he doesn't either. over here. <laughs> he doesn't either. Hey, but it holds true for one more season. Whoever beats the Brewers goes to the World Series. The Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. Another year. Another year of the Brewers helping a team get the motivation to make the World Series. I just giggled when they won last night because I was like, well, Trajan's like, yes, my theory. It stands. <coughs> Excuse me. I know. I was like, this is this is nuts. This is just stupid. This is, this is it. It has to be history. <laughs> it honestly has to be history. Well, Wisconsin fans, get out there. Watch the Bucks tonight. Watch the Packers on Sunday. Watch the Badgers in primetime on Saturday. Hopefully, it's going to be a great game. Uh, hopefully, we're not too disappointed and change into another channel halfway through. But we'll see you all next week. We'll see you to talk about more Wisconsin sports. Bye, guys. Doses.